So you've got your property, you've owned it for a couple of years, a lot of years. You are in that moment of weakness. Is it easier to sell it right now, cash in and do something great with money? Or do you hold? Stay tuned. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 432 of Morning Minutes with myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak. And this morning, yes, we're, going to, baby. we're going to be talking about the moment of weakness where owners are tempted to sell. And we're going to dig, dig, dig into conversations we've had with landlords and clients where they almost give themselves an ultimatum going, do I do this or do I sell? And when you sort of take a step back and you, it's, uh, and you look at those two options side by side and one that we get a lot, Mark, is when, let's say, a property comes up, end of tenancy, and they've got to do new carpet, a few repairs and some love on the property, and they're like, oh, is it, how much is it going to be? And you're like, five grand. And they're like, oh, maybe I should just sell it. And it's like, how does that come into comparison? Even like if it's – it just – Sometimes it's a little yeah. bit crazy. I don't think people take a step and look, back. And it's, I guess also it's just that um, it, it's happening in conjunction, that the shit fest is happening in conjunction with other stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a yeah, – my shit. I've had, I've had a rubbish tenant and, you know, my something's happening in family or relationship or something's happening – with you know your car breaks down or and it's just it's just a couple of really bad things happening at the moment and in that moment of weakness um often people want to dispose of property and uh they come to their real estate agent um the predator uh mark novak and and they say you know what do i do what do i do and i'm i probably i always get in trouble for this don't i burge like telling people not to sell I do it all, all the time as well. The amount of, it's like, <laughs> especially when it's because, like, you know you're going to be here a long time and you want the best for people. And at the end of the day, if you're going to be true advising people to buy a property, especially from an investment point of view, then you've got to be true on the other side. And if they're going to be selling for bad reasons, just like they're buying for bad reasons, and I, I, the amount of deals where I've swayed an owner not to sell, because it's just not the, they're selling for the wrong reasons. And I always say like, hey, this is my thoughts, but if you do want to do it, I'm your guy for, to do it. But like, let's take a step back because I, I almost think people, it reminds me of credit, how our society has fallen in love with pay later and pay later options. Because Mark, the way I think of it, it's almost like you get a four grand maintenance bill and you pay that up yeah. front compared to the 50 grand selling bill, which is pay later or deducted from the rest of the money. So you don't really feel it. Because if you said to an owner, you gotta spend four grand on the maintenance, and like, oh, should I sell it? Well, here's a 50 grand selling bill. I think they'll choose maintenance every time. But for some reason, um, it's, it, you know. Yeah, it's a quick rush. Yeah. It's a quick rush rather than a slow rush. And, Good morning, um, someone. Hey, Hey, Sean. Um, 
as long as they couldn't agree more. You know, it's a quick rush rather than a slow rush. Um, you know, and it does remind me with um, with Lisa, my wife. Um, we she owned a property uh, before. Uh, both owned properties before we um, we met. And how many times Lisa's actually come and said, "You know what? Let's sell it." And I'm like, "No." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." let's sell it it's like because that particular property it's had like windows failing on the building it's had um a legal suit against the owners it's got old company title building so they were suing each other it's had a lift repair uh we've had uh you know 20 odd years of running a business and up and highs and lows from that cash flow wise and um and the amount of times but you know the one thing that's kept that's kept us going what i've always said to lease if i gave okay so there's bills bills have spat out of this thing for like five grand 15 grand like out of nowhere this unit and the rent's been rubbish pretty low mm. compared to the price like it's probably it's rented for like 800 and it's like it's it's a 1.5 or something it's a, it's a low yield but i've always said to lease if i each year if someone wrote you a two meter long check for how much money you've made in that year out of that property i'm not going to talk figures get in trouble for that <laughs> but I said, look, if I if I wrote that check out for two two by one meter check and presented it to you, like shit, you'd feel good. You would feel amazing. And even when you look at that fifteen grand strata bill, you go, no, nah, that's nothing. I got a I got a hundred and fifty grand check over here because that's what it's made this year, and I got a fifteen check over there. Who cares? I'm going to keep it. People, there's no in property ownership. There's nobody that actually taps you on the back and says, well done, but there's plenty of people that kick you up the ass and say, I need a check for eight grand to fix this or, you know, strata or fix the roof or paint the outside of the building or something. So you get plenty of kicks up the ass along, um, uh, all the time, but you never get a pat on the back saying, well done, you've made this much. You're a legend. Keep going. Yeah, and I think a part of it, it's it's because it's not tangible or people perceive it not being tangible with the market that fluctuates or they don't know. So I think it's very important for people to always sort of get a health check on their property where the value is at um, because it, it could, like, if you're constantly seeing five grand go out but you're making 50 grand capital yeah. growth, it's yeah. it effective. But I just think, um, yeah, it's... It's one of those. It's one of those things, and I sort of look at like even if it is hard to get the mortgage that month, selling it doesn't. It's like a band aid because it it costs you more. So like put it this way: let's say a million dollar property, your mortgage is three grand a month, but selling it's going to cost you twenty, thirty grand. That's a year and a half of mortgages. So it's like it doesn't it may it's a real short-term solution and we're not even counting what would it be worth in five years or ten years potential loss because if you can't make it work on that property 
then why do you think buying another property? What you buy that something goes wrong or things get tight, then you sell it. And before you know it, if you keep doing that, if you're paying 4% stamp duty, 2% agent fees, 6 to 8% per transaction every couple you're of years, you're going to be, big amount of money. You're gonna be yeah. yeah, you're going to be burning and turning. So I think sometimes you just got to knuckle down and make it work. And I was um, doing some consulting to an uh, uh, old school friend the other day and uh, three kids uh, all sitting in between the age of five and 12. And they're like, you know what, we've had this investment unit for 20 years. They've got an amazing home that they're living at the moment. They're like, we're going to sell the investment unit. And I said, guys, the harsh reality, I said, you guys are at your peak earnings right about now, 40-something and I said, probably yeah. now until about 40 till about 55, you are at your peak earnings. But I said, the thing is, you're also at your peak money out. You know, you've got three kids in a private school. You've got um, stuff you've built and you're furnishing and stuff happening. I said, you're being so drained and this is your moment of weakness. This is your weakest moment. You probably feel cash flow wise in your life because it's like you're being you're being taxed with hours from your kids, you know, running around for sport, looking after them, physically very hard, mentally very hard. You're being taxed by work. But I said, I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to sell this puppy. I'm going to sell it for you. You're going to sell it for a million dollars this unit. I said, I reckon in about three years' time, maximum five years, you're going to be knocking straight back on my door again. And guess what you're going to want to buy? The same thing. Yeah. But the difference is that's going to cost you stamp duty on the way in and you're going to be paying more money and selling fee on the way out. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're going to miss out in that. I said it's not going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to hold on to this unit for the next five years. And they went, shit, never yeah. thought of it that way. It's so true. Yeah. And it's, people just need to take a step back and – and I think that's what really sets the, uh, the great agents apart from the rest where people in it for the short time will just be like, yeah, yeah, of course I can sell. Great market, great market. But you, if you can't get this advice from the professionals, who are you going to get it from? So I think agents need to really, really look at the client's perspective. And Mark, like in three, five years' time, let's say the property or 10 years it doubles and it's a good time to buy again, they're going to be buying through you or like it's – you don't need to clip the ticket or make your money there. Just give people good, genuine advice that you would advise your parents or yourself. And you and know what? You, you know what's unusual, guys. I've got to tell you this, and, and I've, 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 it's, it's served me well over the years. Where the hell are you getting your advice from? Because when you go to a real estate agent for this sort of advice about selling, they want you to sell. They want yeah. you to sell. So of course that agent's going to say, "Yeah, mate, sell it." Like, you're going to a real estate professional for real estate advice. The only way this cat's going to make money is if they sell the property for you. Yeah. So, of course, we're all going to say sell the property. If you're going to go to a mortgage... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's like if you go to a car, a car yard and you're like, oh, do you think my car's old and I should buy a new one? And you're looking at a car salesman. You're like, yeah, really old. Buy a new one. This one. Like so, oh, be mindful. You know, this is going to cost you a lot. He's going to say to you, "This is going to cost you a lot in maintenance if you don't sell it." It's like, yeah, you're right. 
But you know another one? Mm. You go to a financial advice advisor, right? And then financial advisor often doesn't make money by you holding that property that you already own. They want to see some stocks. They want to yeah. see some shares, right? So, yeah, get out of that property and get into these shares. Again, you've got to be careful when you're talking about do I sell my, you know, in that moment of weakness, do I sell my property? Ask the people that have done well from property, yeah? Not the agent that wants to sell it or not the financial advisor that wants to sell your stocks. Ask the, ask the people that have what you want for advice. Thank you, Sean. Always awesome to hear such high integrity. Uh, nah, this, yeah, no, you're right, nah. Luke Moroni, good morning, hope you're well. Yeah, and I think, and that's why, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the time, yeah, when, I, when you really look at that, a lot of the time with people with that band-aid solution actually ends up hurting them so much more because like, like you said, they buy back in the property market they get hit with the cost, they've missed out on the capital growth. Yeah, I think so. The main point of the conversation this morning is whenever you are in that time frame, and I think anyone who owns a property goes through that, at however minor or however close, you may even go on the market, just like that's how, but nothing's official until you've sold it. Um, yeah. It's like gambling that, now. That, that, that's it. Look. Stock. But um, take and, a step and back. And also... And also, don't forget, guys and girls, and what we, what we are talking about this morning is in that moment of weakness, selling your property. But don't forget, and it's really simple maths. Oh, we've gone back to maths. That Good. if you have a two, if you do a two million dollar, <laughs> it's a science. We like science. Um, if you own a two million dollar house and you own a million dollar unit as an investment. And you decide you want to sell that million dollar unit. You only have two million dollars going up. You've got you've got effectively fifty percent. You've eroded fifty percent of what of um of that money going up. So just be really really careful on that because at the end of the day, you want you want you know there's a thing called sleeping on your money, and sleeping on your money. What's what's Michelle going to say? I can't, I can't count the amount of times my boss tells clients, hang on to your real estate, don't sell, for all the reasons Mark mentioned. And that's great. 100%. And that's, <laughs> how many, and how the, many proposals I've been in with salespeople uh, from our office that I lose the business? They're like, why did, why did you tell them not to sell? I'm like, well, you know, it's sort of the good thing. Well, you're not losing the business um, to another agent. You, I don't even count that as losing. Like, it's... Said, but like exactly. Yeah, I don't even count it as losing. It was never really. It never should have been up for the discussion. And as an agent, I think it's a good way you should judge an agent in the in the sales presentation. You almost say to them, "You're selling because you think the market's going to go down." And if the agent says, "No problem, I'm still good for the job. Let's sell the market shit," then you know they're not the one for you. But if they say, "Well, yep. let's look at, let's take a step back and let's see if you can hold it through this time," and property always comes. Like you want a secret dialogue to see if an agent's got that integrity and they should work for you. That's, yep. a, that's a really good way to uh, put out. And don't get me wrong, there's great reasons to sell, downsizing, upselling, uh, upsizing, lifestyle, oh. all that stuff. Like we're not referring to any of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and look, it's, it's – um, I've um, 
yeah, we've we've com- I've completely missed that topic actually. But that that's you know it's if you're moving if your um, health, um, happiness, um, you know, um, I guess the angle I had from this morning was probably more so as a personal experience. What I've seen when when we've had um, investment and and we've said oh should we sell it should we not that's more the angle but there's another angle michael which is just simply upgrading your property yeah um you know and and that's and that which is upgrading your lifestyle which is which is better which is but i uh, for your family i still still always ask is there a way you could do it without selling can you refinance how long you owned it is there equity can you cash and a lot of a lot of the time they say no we have to sell to fully buy it okay well i'm here let's go um, but if they say, yeah. well, yeah, go, well, why don't you look at that? Then you got two properties. What would this rent for? A lot of the time I always do a rental analysis with the sale analysis. Let's weigh it up. Have the conversation with yeah. the broker. Can you keep Can you one rent it out and go and rent something yeah. else? Because yeah. as an agent, I truly believe in 10, 20, 30 years, there's going to be tremendous growth. So any property that's retained, it, it could be worth double. So like, You've got to believe it. If you, like, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise you're just selling smoke. But I believe it. We've Giddy seen up. the growth. Yeah. Anyway, that's a wrap. And that's already. That's a wrap. Before before we sign off, there is another theory to what we're talking about, which is sleeping on your money. So if it's a property that you're considering dumping in a moment of weakness, and it's a rented property that property is a hell of a lot easier to hold on to times about four or five because it's got rent coming in so if you're sleeping on your money you're in an expensive premium home you're the only person living there and there's no you know that's you're really sleeping on your money whereas if you have a unit that is rented out and you're thinking it's all just too much that's much easier to hold that asset because it's got investment coming in so sleeping on your money is another another thing to have to have it that's good topic we'll talk about later awesome thanks everyone see everyone take care